I exhort, therefore, we've been looking at this, that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and the giving of thanks be made for all men. And then it says, for kings and for all those who are in authority, that play an eminent role in the process, that we may lead a quiet and appreciable life in all godliness and honesty. So here it speaks about the four different types of prayer. And we are looking at that, um, we've been looking at it in the last two weeks. And we said, like Paul said in Philippians 4, he said, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, every single thing. In other words, this covers everything you go through in life. By prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, make your request known unto God. And the resultant effect is you are going to have the peace of God that passeth all understanding. Then make sure that peace controls your mind throughout the entire process until the manifestation. So we said the first thing that he spoke about there, same thing we see Paul telling Timothy, is supplication and prayers. Prayers there means worship. Supplication there is a written petition to God where you are making a specific request to God asking him to do something in particular. And we said it is important that we understand that in a supplication, your request, definite request, must be made known unto God. So it talks about prayers and supplication, or worship and supplication. Make your request known unto God. So we said, what's that supplication? It's like you say, a written petition where your request is made known unto God. Now, I want to say something that is very important. Let me reiterate it before we go on and get into intercession. Because we said intercession begins when a person has offered up their supplication and prayed it out unto God, and they understand that the moment I pray, and I ask God in the name of Jesus for that particular thing, that same moment God hears and answers my prayer. For the Bible says this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, this is our Christian confidence that he hears us. And that once he hears us, we know that we have the petitions that we have desired of him. So that petition there is when a person, all right, approaches God and cites before God in the prayer what God has to say about that particular situation based on what is written in the scripture based upon that particular thing. Now, this is very important because many a times this is where people miss it. In fact, it is better, let me put it this way, you know, if we talk about healing, 
Everybody knows that God wants to heal. So if I ask you for healing scriptures, you just call healing scriptures. Okay? But when you are in a situation where you do not, quote and unquote, just know the scriptures that fits that particular situation, you just might be in a better position because then you are asking God, show me the scripture. Because when you think you already know, you might be praying out of your mind, not out of revelation. Do you get what I'm saying? Now, here's what I'm saying here. When a person has a situation in their life and they want to go to court, understand this order. They call a lawyer. And the lawyer, therefore, advises you based on the law of the land that he knows that this is what we can actually go and petition the courts for that is consistent with the law of the land. In other words, when the lawyer comes and says what happened, you tell him, he now advises you on what he will call the position of the law concerning that particular thing. That this is the position of the law. In other words, your person can think, well, uh, this, this building belongs to me. This one should get out. He can tell you that there is what they call squatters' rights in the law, which means this is the position of the law concerning this. Therefore, if we are going to ask for the courts to do anything, according to the law, these are the things we can ask for. He can even inform the person that, you know, you can even ask for certain things in terms of damages and all of this that you weren't thinking about because this is the position of the law. So the lawyer comes and tells you what the law says concerning that particular situation. Then he says, this is how we are therefore going to pray the court. Now, so when you find yourself in a situation, the first thing is not to first of all decide that this is what I want, then go into the word of God to go and substantiate that claim. What you should do is that you go to God and this is what worship is. The Bible says, and I'll show this here, that we should take heed unto the word as a light that shines in a dark place. In other words, if you're in any form of darkness, the word of God will illuminate it. He said, as a light that shines in a dark place until the day dawns and the day starts. But knowing this first, that no prophecy of scripture is of private interpretation. For no prophecy came of old by the will of man but the prophet spoke as they were moved by the Spirit. In other words, what you need to know is that when you are going into the Word of God, it is going to illuminate that darkness, but it's not going to illuminate it according to your own will. Are you following what I'm saying here? You are going to discover things in the Word of God that God has to say concerning that thing that you may not even know. Are you following me here? Which means the position of the law concerning that thing, which is the scripture, the Holy Ghost is going to bring to you. So what we have got to do is to, that's why he calls it worship and supplication, is to open our hearts to God in worship. 
and go to him first and foremost, which is what God was telling Paul. When he said, I besought you three times that this thing might depart, he was saying, that is not my position concerning this. My position is, you are going to go through this, you will walk through the valley of the shadow of death, all right, but there is a table that is prepared for you in the presence of my enemies, in, in, of your enemies. In other words, he was saying the position is that my grace is sufficient, in your weakness shall my strength be made perfect. So pray this way, not the way you have been praying. Now, if we miss it here, everything the Bible says, when the foundation is out of course, what can the righteous do? Once this foundation is not there, and I believe that this is the reason why, or right, many times we don't even get into the place where we see the power of God. And I've, I've looked at people. You will find out that there is something in them that has surrendered to God. In other words, when you, look, David, think about this. This is what they call worship. The Bible tells us that David went to battle. Think about this. And when he went to one battle, by the time they came back, the Philistines had taken their wives, taken their children and everything. The people were so angry that they wanted to stone David. The Bible says David was in great distress and his soul was downcast. The scripture says David went to inquire of the Lord that should we go or not. In other words, he did not just assume and quote, restore, recover all. Do you understand what I'm saying? God was the one that said, go. So he sought the will of God, even though he was under intense pressure. He still went to God and said, God, what are you saying about this situation? This is where worship is. The law of scripture is we don't confess Jesus as savior, the Bible never said that, in order for him to be our Lord. We confess him as Lord in order for him to save us. So it is the Lordship of Jesus you go with, then you see the salvation of God. And what the scripture says is that all of your members, the substance of your being, everything you go through in this life is written in the word of God. So when you come up to him, he has something to say about every single situation. Now, don't make an assumption and say, now, I do understand faith teachers have taught this, that what, and it's not scripture, because then we are removing the cross. What we're saying is, this is what you want, then go and look for scriptures to substantiate it, which means you have decided what you want to do, then you are now trying to get the scriptures to say that particular thing. He's saying, look, you have got to, this is the beginning of trust. In other words, I have set my own life in your hands. By whichever way you want to lead me, I will follow. Like somebody said an old story about trusting God. A man was on the tree, he fell off and held onto a branch on a building. And then he said he was hanging on the branch. And then he cried out, Lord, save me. And then he had a voice, if you're out there, Lord, just save me. If you're out there, Lord, save me. And the Lord answered from heaven, I'm here, my son, with all of my power to save you. Oh, he said, Lord, I thank you. I knew you would always be there. He said, but do you trust me? He said, Lord, with all of my heart. Do you trust me? 
He said, Lord, with all of my heart. He said, then let go of the branch. I'll catch you before you fall. And the man said, is there any other person out there? <laughs> In other words, it's almost like save me the way I think you should save me where I'm not taking any risk. Now, let me give a few, two scriptures here. Put up Psalm 139 from verse 15. It says, my substance was not hid from thee when I was made in a secret. I want to get into something today, but this is the foundation. And curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Verse 16. Thine eyes did see my substance, yet be not perfect, and in thy book all my members were written, which in continuance were fashioned, when as yet there was none of them. Verse 17. How precious also are thy thoughts unto me, O God. How great is the sum of them all. If I should count them, they are more in number than the sand. When I awake, I am still with thee. Which means, he says, your thoughts towards me. So the thoughts that God has for that situation are precious and they are more that can be numbered. He has massive things that he has prepared. David also said in Psalm 40, verse 5, all right, to 8, My, Many, O Lord, are thy wonderful works which thou hast done, and thy thoughts which are to us word. They cannot be reckoned up in order. If I will declare and speak of them, they, can, they, they are more than can be numbered. Verse 6, Sacrifice and offering thou didn't desire, mine ears has thou opened, bond offering and sin offering has thou not required. Verse 7, it says, Then said I, Lo, I come, in the volume of the book it is written of me. So there are things that are written of you in the volume of the book concerning that. And Satan knows that the minute what is written is known to a man, then his power is broken. So what he's trying to get, the Bible tells us in the book of Daniel, let's get to it, that the horn of the enemy prevailed against the saints, made war, until the ancients of days came and the book was opened and the judgment was given to the saints. So the minute the book is opened up, Satan knows my power is broken. Now, so he assures us that the thoughts that I have towards you are more than can be numbered. They are precious. That's why the first thing in prayer is, Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on the earth as it is in heaven. So it is the sound of worship to God that thy will be done on the earth as it is in heaven. So you come into the place, all right, in worship there, surrendering your heart unto God and saying, open my eyes that I might behold the wondrous things you have in the world concerning this particular situation. And I want to have encounters now with the Holy Spirit of illumination where he shows me scriptures. You know, they asked, it was, he had the fastest growing church in Lagos, if I call his name, you all know him, right? In, at one point, when the, one day he was preaching, he said, the advantage I have over my friends is that I never went to Bible school. 
He said, for if I had gone to Bible school, I would have been programmed with certain ways of thinking. So I just approached God because I felt I didn't know how to do it. So God had to teach me. The same way Solomon said, I don't know how to go out nor come in, therefore teach me. Now, so when people have, you know, you've read, I know scripture and all of that, then they really don't have, they just, what, what really happens is, all right, that's why Esther, before she made her request known, the Bible says she put on her royal garment. This is what we're talking about here. If we put up Esther chapter 5 from verse 1 to 7, this is so important. Esther 1, because Jesus said, look, I, I, reason why I'm getting results, all right? It says, now it came to pass on the third day that Esther put on her royal apparel and stood in the inner court of the king's house. Now, because of time, I'm not going to this. But we've said the book of Esther is the only book in the Bible where the name of God is not mentioned. God was never mentioned. Everything there is typology, which means it's representational. So Esther is representation of something. All right, the king has a representation of somebody. All right, Mordecai, who played the role, represented somebody. Haman, who was the adversary, represented somebody. All right, Vashti, who was the first wife, represented, all right, somebody. So Vashti was a type of Israel that the king rejected and then took up Esther. And Esther, the Bible says, she didn't have father, she didn't have, she was born, she was an orphan, which is a type of the priesthood out of the order of Melchizedek that didn't have father, didn't have mother. And what Mordecai, who is a type of the Holy Spirit, nudged Esther when she was in, when they were in trouble was, Esther, go into the inner court. Nobody can get into that inner court apart from you who is the bride and the wife of the king. If you can get into the inner court, you can reverse everything that Haman is saying. And Esther said, you understand that nobody can go into this inner court. Put up Esther chapter 4. Let, let's just read here. Put up Esther 4. All right, let's go to Esther chapter 4. Put verse 10. Again, Esther spoke, all right, unto Hetaj and gave commandment unto Mordecai, verse 11. All right, the king's servant people probably do know that whosoever, whether man or woman, shall come into the king, into the inner court, who is not called? There is one law to put him to death. The inner court is like the holiest of all, when if you go and you die. All right, who is not called? Right? It says, there is one law, except such to whom the king shall hold out the golden scepter that he believe. But I have not been called to come in these 30 days. And so, Mordecai said, you can go in, all right? Then Esther decided, all right, that she was going to go in. So Esther chapter 5, verse 1, which means Jesus is saying, now I've made the way into the inner court available to you. Once you come into the inner court, right, you can have total victory over any situation. So it came to pass on the third day that Esther put on her royal apparel, stood in the inner court of the king's house over against the king, and the king sat upon the royal throne in his royal house over against the gate of his house, verse 2. And so it was when the king saw Esther the queen standing in the court that she obtained favor in his sight. And the king held out to Esther the golden scepter, which is the type of the word of God, the instrument of authority that was in his hand. So Esther drew near and touched the top of the scepter, which is when you make contact there with illumination. And the king said unto her, what will thou, queen Esther, what is thy request? Which means you've made contact with the scepter. Now let me hear your supplication. It shall be given unto thee even half of my kingdom. 
So when you enter, which means you hit a situation before you just manufacture, this is what I'm trying to say, a prayer there, go into the place of worship. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. To listen to the full message or any other message, please visit our website at www.insightsforliving.org. For any inquiries, please call 0818-600-0082. God bless you. Remember what it says in James chapter 5. Look at this here. It says, verse 7, Be patient therefore, brethren, unto the coming of the Lord. Behold, the husbandman that waiteth for the precious fruit of the earth hath long patience until he receives the early and the latter rain. Be ye also patient. Establish your heart for the drawing, for the Lord draweth near, the coming of the Lord. Then he says, grudge not, one against another brethren, lest ye be condemned. Behold, it says, the judge standeth before the door. In other words, it says, once you pick up a grudge inside your heart, then the entire process collapses there, even though you're in prayer. So Satan knows, listen, that if you stay in that posture of prayer, knowing what the word of God says, you will break him. In fact, as the Bible says, the house of Saul got weaker and weaker every day and the house of David got stronger and stronger. Once you are praying this way, you will be increasing in strength and he will be getting weaker and weaker by the day. He knows he cannot win. So he goes into gorilla warfare. And what does that do there? He comes out and goes on people and say, speak and begin to slander. So somebody, let's assume now, inside the office, if the warfare is going, you're praying about something, somebody just gets up or you think just begin to happen and tongues now start. Now, Michael is the one fighting. You see the scripture there? You know it's Michael fighting. Now, let me show you how Michael fights. Go to Jude and verse 7. Okay, verse 8. Jude verse 8. Likewise also these filthy dreamers despise, defile the flesh, despise dominion, speak evil of dignities. Now, this shows you off here. All right? This is why, let me tell you, this social media era is the era of greatest warfare on the earth because it is the most slanderous era in humanity. People get up and just slander without any, any. And if you want to gather anything, and let's say you say your light is shining, you better know how to fight this warfare. Because this era of social media, 
will, will wreak the greatest havoc on lives because anybody can go and tweet and say things. And if you pick up a grudge against that person, right, then things begin to go downwards. So it says they speak evil. Yet Michael the archangel, when contending with the devil, he disputed over the body of Moses, does not bring against him a railing accusation. In other words, when Satan brought an accusation against Michael, Michael said, you can't catch me in this trap. We are not going to be exchanging words. It will not be one accusation against another accusation. It will not be, well, they said you're a thief, you're you to answer. I'm telling you, you useless man, then you, you now go to destroy the character of the person who said it. Do you get what I'm saying here? To prove you have now gone into the grounds of Satan. This is where he wants you, which means there is that, so somebody comes and meets you and says, look, I heard this, what this person said about you, uh, and then tries to get you to say something too. You say, don't mind the useless fellow. It's just that I don't want to talk. Let me tell you what, uh, now. Michael that is fighting for you says, this is not the way we fight. The way we fight is the Lord rebuke you. The way we fight is vengeance is mine. The way we fight is that we take it to God. The way we fight is when they were provoking Jesus, he kept his mouth shut. The way we fight is, yes, we deal with it in the realm of the spirit, but we don't get into counter-accusation. We don't go one word, you say this, then I say that back. That's why Jesus said, when you stand praying, believe you have received it. He said, verse 25, but if you have ought against any. In other words, if a grudge has come in because of what somebody has said, get rid of that grudge or they will block that thing that is coming into the earth. So what did he say? He said, the Lord rebuked thee. In other words, all right, you are going on and you are saying, Lord, okay, and I'm sure this here. That's why he says, they overcame him by the blood. So, what does the blood mean? Accusation means you are bringing something to the charge of God's elect. You are laying a charge against them. And as Reverend McHankin said, when you plead the blood, it's like you go to the courts and they ask you, they've brought this charge against you, how do you plead? Do you plead guilty or not guilty? Now, when you plead not guilty, you have stepped into self-righteousness. What you plead, you plead the blood. In other words, even if I was guilty, he was wounded for my transgression, bruised for my iniquity, the chastisement of my peace. Do you get what I'm saying here? Now, let me tell you this. There is intercession that Jesus does in heaven, which means when the accusation is coming in heaven, Jesus is interceding. But the Holy Ghost is also interceding in your heart because accusation can do two things. It, there's one accusation that he does in heaven that rests upon people, that makes people speak against you. There's the second one that creates condemnation inside your own heart. And once you believe that you are responsible for what, listen, whether you are good, whether you are the second Jesus in flesh, men will speak against you. Jesus said they persecuted me. So people come and say, look, there is no smoke without fire. There is smoke without fire. Because if that's the case, are you saying the accusation on Jesus, there was fire? The Bible says that any true person will be known with evil report and good report. P 
people will speak evil. All right? Now, once you pick up condemnation inside your heart and you start saying, what is wrong with me? You will go on a path of self-destruction. In other words, your sense of self-worth will drop and you will begin to make unconscious decisions that will destroy you, which means it is important you do not allow charges that are being laid against you. Are you following what I'm saying here? For it to hold inside your heart. Someone came to me and said, well, I came to meet you inside the office, all right, and was writing to me. He said, well, many years ago, I didn't treat me properly. And he wrote me on, I think I'd even written before on Facebook. But he wrote it again. I came to meet me. So I told him, I said, look, look, look. He said, all I just want is an apology. I said, did you, did you? I said, I, I said, it's even good you told me. So I checked the history of our conversation. I said, when I didn't know you, I just put your name into my system, and I saw you were asking me questions I was conversing. He said, well, I brought a letter to your office. I said, what is that letter? He sent it to me. I said, my, my issue with you wasn't, he said, I came for fatherly cancer. I said, read your letter. Fatherly cancer was the cover. You were asking for money. Now, my issue with you is don't come under false pretext to get money and say you're my spiritual father, I just need cancer, and then you, you, you start with cancer, then you ask for 10 things that is money. I said, that's why. So my, my issue with you was this. I was saying, no, you have, and if you are not careful, people will establish where you would think there's something wrong with you. Are you following what I'm saying? Right? Now, but you don't take any grudge in your heart. Once you pick up a grudge, you have lost the battle in the realm of spirit. The intercession that is going on. So what he's doing is, he knows I cannot fight because I have already been defeated. What I can get is to get these people off the covering of the blood. What I can get is to push them into a place where they can now, it, God can, God, I have a case in heaven that they have. So he begins that. That's why he says you love not your life unto death. Which means you are going to obey Jesus Christ unto the death of self. Because the most difficult thing to human nature is to completely forgive somebody that completely hurts you. Are, are you following what I'm saying in other words, people, so you have to, I remember the archbishop. You see, when this is going on, if you understand it, then you know it's a time where, where you rejoice. That's why Jesus said rejoice in that day when they speak evil of you. Do you hear what he said? He said rejoice. He said because your reward comes from heaven. In other words, that means that thing is on its way. It is almost there. So what happens is Satan puts pressure on people to react to you in a certain way. Every major breakthrough I've had in my life has been preceded by either betrayal or false accusation. Because what it does is just comes on people and then the pressure starts. I, the Archbishop of said, they said one time, he said in his life, he, he just saw all kinds of accusations in the newspaper. Oh, this man is a fraudulent minister. He said this, he said that. He said he was depressed in his house. He said, God told him. He said, stay praying. God said, Daily Times is carrying it, which was the major newspaper then. He said, do you know how much it will cost you to advertise on Daily Times? Now these people have put your name all over. 
He said, don't you get what's going on? They have put your name front page daily times. So everybody knows you in Nigeria now. Therefore, begin to hold. That's when he started 1984 Nationwide Crusade. Go to all the major cities. He packed out TBS, packed out Liberty Stadium. He said, you don't need to even advertise too much. They will come to see the false prophet. Then they will see my power. <laughs> Do you get what I'm saying here? You get angry at that, you sit down. He said, God told him that. And I remember a friend of mine told me, he said, when he came to their city, he said he had accusations in his heart against Archbishop Idausa. He said when he got there, there were people who crippled everything. The Archbishop just got there. He didn't even preach for five minutes. He said, all of you on crutches, you see that wall at the back there? Once you can get to that place as fast as possible, touch that wall and you'll be healed. He said people on wheelchairs were going, that he was looking what's going on. They touched it. He said, the minute they touched it, they started jumping from the wheelchair. He got twice saved. But it was accusation. Are you following what I'm saying here? If you fight warfare properly, accusation is marketing for you. Do you get what I'm saying? In other words, they are simply spreading your fame. All right? But if you get angry at the people, you get bitter. And this one warfare, look, strict warfare, fire for fire, Satan knows he cannot. Once you know the scripture and you are saying it's written and you are praying, he knows, oh boy, oh boy, we have five more days. We can't deceive. Even if we shake in the environment, we can't deceive this one. You are seeing the light. We can't say the wall is blue and the wall is green. The stage is yellow. They have seen it. The same way, I can't come in here again and tell you the stage is yellow. You have seen it. So he says, our days are numbered so long as they are consistent in this posture of rejoicing, declaring, and praying it through. It is a matter of days. The only thing we can do is get this person offended. Get somebody. And Michael said, when Satan came with the accusation, he said, I didn't say, speak back. I said, the Lord rebuked thee. And I continued. He said, I even respected. This is what the Bible is saying. No. That even Michael, respected authority and said the Lord rebuke you. That's why he says people who behave like speak evil of dignities he says those kind of people the devil has jumped on you long time. Are, are you following what I'm saying? You see people today just abuse, abuse people. Alright? On social media I want young people abuse, abuse. I told somebody I said if it's your father they were abusing like this. I said, useless. I said, just abuse. People thought it was pastors. They were abused. It's considered authority. And I warned her. I said, if you continue like this, your children won't abuse you inside the house. At 15 years, they'll carry you in the air and give you slam. I said, because you are sowing seeds. All right? And that's why it says that real accusation, none of that. Right? Once you get the scriptures and you're praying, watch out. Satan comes. 
listen, even all he has to do is just, just some small demon just jumps on somebody. As you're leaving. And the person looks at you. Ah, you're looking real terrible this morning. Huh? Are you okay? Honestly, you really look terrible. What happened? Did you and your husband fight this morning? You want to What in the world? Ah, he has got you. <laughs> the demon said, the assignment is correct. We've got him. What in the world did you just say? Are you silly? Who are you? You know, that's why the Bible says, be not many masters, for we shall receive greater condemnation. For in many things we offend. In other words, they will condemn you. He says, but when they condemn you, if a man offend not in word, he's a perfect man. If he doesn't reply, he's a perfect man, able to breathe on his body. But they give you one, you say, I will give you a piece of my mind. Then you tongue lash that person, and that heat stays in you till night. You wake up in the morning, you are still heavy. They say, my crowd, that's, Satan says, we've got this person. All right? Now we have something. If it was just fire for fire, we would not be able to. But at least this one. It's just like you saying that. This is how it is. Punch for punch, you're a boxer. You will beat this person silly, and you are beating this person silly. And Ben says, look, we only have one more round. So what do we do? If you can get to his drink and put some pills there, that will make him drowsy. And then he's like this. Then he falls down. So they put pills. I tell you to drink. And he came out and you were drowsy. The reflection of it, you lose the battle. But it wasn't the reflection of your mind. Somebody cheated. So punch for punch, you are now heavier than Satan. Every time you go into prayer and land, you are destroying things. Every time you stay there and break through, he knows that this house is crumbling. He says, let us drug this person. Can't I have any demon that can react? So be watchful of your environment. You can be in serious spiritual warfare. And all Satan does is some serious keke mawapa that bashes you and comes and says, God, tell me. And your head gets hot and you hold the grudge in your heart against keke, which has nothing to do with your battle. Do you get what I'm saying? And you call the keke pap guy for six months. For those six months, he's hanging. So please, just take it in life this way. I always tell people, when you are driving, you must make sure the Bible says, not the Bible. They say, don't drink and drive. You've kept your part. But you also have to open your eyes to see whether other people have kept their part. Because if somebody is drunk, he can cause as much damage or more. Do you understand? That you are responsible doesn't mean everybody around you. So after you have done it, they open your eyes well and watch. You see any drunk person coming, just step back. Says, listen to me. You, are, you, are, you must be mad. Say, it is true. <laughs> you know what is going on. It is true. Eh? Ross, it happens like that sometimes. And you keep going. Are you following me? Yeah. Somebody is pushing, pushing. I'm telling you, it's a demon that has sat on that person. Do you get what we're saying? What you're here? Now, I'm not saying you go to the office tomorrow now and see somebody and say, listen, 
I, I've always said that. I, you see, my pastor taught me yesterday about demons. <laughs> I knew that you have an influence. You are the one now doing the accusation, causing the offense. I'm just saying, smile. Are you following Zania? And when you get home that day, give thanks for that person and pray that the will of God and the blessing of God comes on that person. It, it, it can even happen. It, it, it could even happen. You know, they say the man's enemies are those of his house. Those of his house. It can even be inside your house. That somebody is saying something to you that hurts you deep. Right? It could be anywhere, anybody. It could be, it could be, it could be at work, your boss, colleague. And it could be constant. Which means if he's at work, then the boss is bringing accusations every day. You're at work. So look at you. Useless. All right? Let me tell you. The day you don't have any adversary, growth stops. Do you get what I'm saying? Growth stops. So the more they put pressure on you, the more you grow. The more they put pressure on you, the more you grow. All right? And, and this is what you've got to do to yourself. If somebody has said something to you that hurts you, you'll be heavy when you're about to sleep. You, you might not be able to, but you just know that you are heavier than usual. So just wake up. Where's this weight coming from? And the face of the person flashes. When he says, I didn't like your haircut. Or you're not too smart. You know people don't forget that. Say that guy, you told me you are not too smart. In fact, a friend of mine, we had a class in school. I saw him after 20 years. He said, because he, he was very big, so he used to beat people. So I used my tongue to, to, to deal with him. So he said, you know, your tongue is sharp. He just said it in person. I didn't say 20 something years. I was trying to rack my brain, then I remembered when we were in school. So people don't forget things. They hold on to things. Uh, are you afraid? And that's what Satan does. All right? So you're going somewhere massive, big. All right? He gets all kinds of crazy people. But those people can be of great help to pushing you forward once you understand what warfare is. So warfare is not just my clip Shakra, Shakra, I bind you. All right? But it's responding in love to every heart that anybody... You get what I'm saying? All right? Now, now we've heard this now. Please, once you hear this kind of message, I guarantee you in 24 hours, somebody is showing up in your environment with some... Even sometime before you leave this place. Okay? So understand what the warfare is. Are you following me? God bless you all. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. To listen to the full message or any other message, please visit our website at www.insightsforliving.org. For any inquiries, please call 0818-600-0082. God bless you.